Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. As we advance the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're going to find extremes. On one hand, you're going to find people who love the truth, who are ready to receive, who are searching. They're seekers. On the other hand, you're going to find people who uh, are the exact antithesis. They are full of hate. <laughs> they want to stop the gospel of God from going forward. They're children of the devil, and uh, they're fighting against what God is doing. Uh, such is the instance that we come to today in Acts chapter number 13, where this first missionary team of Paul and Barnabas and the young man John Mark are advancing the gospel. They're moving forward, and what do they meet? A sorcerer and a seeker in the same place. Uh, remember, when God is working, Satan is fighting. When you're moving forward, there's going to be friction. And so we read beginning in Acts chapter 13 and verse number 6, And when they had gone through the isle unto Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar-Jesus, literally son of Jesus. Think about that. But he was anything but a child of the Lord. In fact, in verse number 10, we'll come to this in a moment, he is literally called a child of the devil. So you can have a, the right name and the wrong nature. That's the point. Verse 7 says, Which was with the deputy of the country, Sergius Paulus, a prudent man, who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God. What a contrast. In verse 6, the sorcerer. In verse 7, the seeker. Uh, the sorcerer was a false prophet, literally a man who did not want the truth. He didn't want to know the truth, and he didn't want to speak the truth. And the exact opposite, in verse 7, Sergius Paulus, the Bible says, was a prudent man. Here's a man of wisdom. Here's a man who is pursuing truth, who's, who's trying to understand. Verse number 8 says, But Elimus, the sorcerer, for so is his name by interpretation, withstood them seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Then Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him and said, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? And now, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind not seeing the sun for a season, and immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. It's amazing. The power of God demonstrated. Here's a man trying to lead lost people astray, and before it's done, he has to try to find somebody to help him find his own house. I'm telling you, when you fight God, you don't win. You're not on the winning side when you are fighting against what God is doing. Now, there's several interesting things in this passage. May I just point out, this is the first mention of Saul being called Paul. That's interesting, isn't it? Acts chapter 13, verse number 9, then Saul, who also is called Paul. That's the first mention. Uh, I don't know all the reasons for this. Some people have surmised that he changed his name. 
because of of uh, not one, wanting to be associated with the previous life. Uh, his testimony so radically changed. I don't know if he changed it. I don't know if others started calling him by a different name. Some have even suggested that it's connected to this man, Sergius Paulus, uh, because this, this Greek man is one of the very first converts uh, once they hit the missionary trail. And could Paul have taken his name uh, as a remembrance even of this glorious victory, I don't know. I think that's reading into the passage. I don't think it's plain. But I would point out this is a turning point for Paul because now uh, he is seeing the mighty power of God. He's no longer just in training. He's, he's been in training for several years. Now he's being sent to the front lines. And when he gets to the front lines, what does he find? The enemy. Yes, there's victory, but there's still battle. Yes, there's a seeker, but there's also a sorcerer. And so don't be surprised. What, what do we find later in the New Testament? Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. Look, do we really think that we're going to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ and the devil's going to like it? Friend, I want to just remind you, if our Lord Jesus Christ was hated, we will be hated. If those before us faced persecution and mockery uh, for their adherence to truth, do you really think we will escape that? No, my friend. If you're going to reach the seeker, you're going to have to deal with the sorcerer. That doesn't mean they're all full of witchcraft, but the idea here is this man was a child of the devil. Every man on earth, every woman on earth, is either a child of God or a child of the devil. There's only two families, uh, life or death, light or darkness. And so uh, they may not be a sorcerer as this Elimus was, uh, but they are under the power of the devil. They're in the kingdom of darkness, and so they don't understand what God, the God of light, is doing. Henry Martin, the great missionary, mightily used of God, he, he dealt with the devil. He did a great deal of spiritual warfare. I love what Henry Martin said. He said, the closer you get to Jesus, the more intensely missionary-minded you become. That's true because his heart becomes your heart. His passion becomes your passion. But I'll remind you that when you get the heart and mind of Jesus and start doing the same work Christ did, the same Satan is going to come after you. And the same minions, the hounds of hell, are going to turn their guns against you because they want to stop the work of the gospel from going forward. So what shall we do? Well, let me give you just a couple of practical applications today. First of all, take your stand against the work of the devil. Uh, the sorcerer may stand up. God is greater. Light is greater than darkness. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So don't be afraid uh, to stand up and speak up and be bold. You are an ambassador for the king of kings. Now, don't cower in a corner. This is not a day for timidity and hesitancy and tentativeness. This is a time for God's children to give a certain sound. And so do not allow uh, that wicked person to turn you away from giving the gospel or lead somebody else away from the gospel. Take your stand. And then what about the seeker? Well, let me tell you the rest of the story. Verse number 12 says, Then the deputy, when he saw what was done, believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. Wouldn't it be a great thing if those we're trying to witness to could see such a demonstration of holy boldness in us and the power of God in our lives that they would be attracted to the Christ in us, they would believe the truth that we are speaking? Wouldn't it be great if our lives reinforced what our lips are saying? I want to tell you, 
that there are all kinds of these deputies out there. There's another Sergius Paulus. You're going to meet him today. You may know them. You may not know them. But God's got somebody out there who is searching. Remember what the Bible says? He desired to hear the word of God. Uh, For everyone that's going to turn a deaf ear or put their hand up and say they're not interested, remember, somebody out there is actually hungry and thirsty today for the truth. They're looking for what you have. So keep pressing on despite the sorcerers. Stay sensitive and open and alert to the seekers. And ask God to use you. Stay in the battle, filled with the Holy Spirit, and God will connect you to the right people. God will lead you to those who want to believe the truth. And God will give you someone that you can take to heaven with you. May the Lord in heaven help every one of us to find someone we can reach with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You may not be a missionary to a foreign culture and country as these men would become, but you can let God use you as your Christian witness right where you are. And you watch. The adventure continues. Though no more scripture is being written, the story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before he ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why enjoying the journey exists to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey, but we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ.